bekendgemaakt en zal duidelijk worden wat de komende tijd wel en niet kan. Het voorarrest tegen Jos B. verdachte in de zaak Nicky Verstappen is met drie maanden verlengd. De rechtbank in Maastricht vindt dat de feiten waar hij van verdacht wordt te zwaar zijn om hem vrij te laten tot de volgende zitting. Jos B. wordt verdacht van het in 1998 misbruiken en doden van de toen 11-jarige Nicky. Twee jaar geleden werd B. gearresteerd in Spanje. De politie kwam hem op het spoor na een DNA-verwantschapsonderzoek. De zaak wordt 28 september inhoudelijk behandeld. Volgens de Duitse bondskanselier Merkel heeft het versoepelen van de coronamaatregelen goed uitgepakt en verloopt de epidemie gunstig. Ze zei dit na overleg met de premiers van de 16 deelstaten. Maandag gaan alle winkels in Duitsland weer open en het onderwijs gaat weer beginnen. In de tweede helft van mei zullen er weer teamsporten beoefend mogen worden. Merkel waarschuwt wel dat dit pas de eerste fase van versoepeling is en dat er nog een lange weg te gaan is. Het aantal bezette IC-bedden met coronapatiënten is vandaag gedaald tot 628, 16 minder dan gisteren. Op de intensive care afdelingen in ons land liggen ook nog 397 niet-coronapatiënten. Volgens voorzitter Kuipers van het landelijk netwerk Acute Zorg wordt die reguliere zorg volgende week verder uitgebreid, aangezien de daling van de coronapatiënten doorzet. En dan nog het weer. Het is zonnig met vanavond temperaturen van iets boven de 10 graden. Ook morgen volop zon en wordt het met 15 tot 22 graden nog wat warmer. Tot zover het Radio Nieuws. U luistert naar RTV Maastricht.
Rafa speaking, SRM on air, 107.5 FM. Um, we are talking here with Katinka. Hi. And Galisa. Hello. Hello, girls. Um, today we will be talking about artists in quarantine, since we touched upon different aspects of society in the past weeks. We talked about students, we talked about contractors, about people, tenants having issues yeah, with landlords. landlords. Landlords, always fun topic. Um, the song you just listened to was um, Becoming Insane by Infected Mushroom. Yes, we're all becoming a bit insane by now, I think. That's true. So about the topic, right? Let's talk about how quarantine affects art. Uh, nowadays, the university is moving online with especially, I don't know, if you look at FASOS, if you look at SBE, like all the other faculties, it's quite, well, I wouldn't say it's easy on them, but it's definitely, from what I understood, easier on them to, to move all the classes. You often just need to move the lecture, you can have a Zoom meeting or whatnot. Art is something completely different, right? Yeah, I think for just giving classes in a, in a classical way, you know, just sitting there and having a lecturer giving you a lecture. It's a very logical step to just do it on Zoom. Uh, if you talk about art, the art, but also, also teaching art, I think that's a whole different game if you want to move that online or have that with your social distancing. Um, yeah, I think it's very different. A lot of it is physical, right? Galiza, you want to introduce yourself? What are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm Garitha and I'm uh, basically, I draw and I try and do animation, I guess you would say. Um, so well, it is animation. Yeah, yeah, it is animation. Basically, uh, well, we we can't go to, the, to school anymore or anything, obviously. Mm. Um, and we're all, in my case, we're all doing individual uh, graduation projects, uh, which include every i'm studying interdisciplinary arts so it's every student has a different project that can be from theater to entrepreneurship um but yeah, describe the interdisciplinary arts also so it's just like touching upon all aspects of art not just like um, one focus right yeah it's kind of uh touching on how to produce uh your art and how to like work with other people and um kind of like be Autonomous. So, if if you talk about the the classes that you get, then how differ the classes on IRs from what you would say like your normal classes with just lectures, and because that's all moving to Zoom. So, what classes are you guys getting in this finishing up your studies? Um, so basically, in my studies, like in the third year, you are doing your own project on your on your own. So you manage your time as you want. Um, so it depends, like. I'm working alone right now, uh, so it's actually, it doesn't influence me in like a negative or positive way. I just have to kind of um, find my way through like just being at home mm -hmm. and so on. But then there's people in my class that uh, were doing uh, theater, for example, and they can't uh, practice with the actors. They can't... Um, do anything really and because it's the problem is that like a lot of co in comparison to other faculties a lot of your work is generally physical right you're dealing with materials um you need access to facilities materials and people faculties. and yeah. and just well teams of people doing things together physical things as mm -hmm. well so um not being able to get together and do that stuff is completely limiting and all, a lot of people in my class in the third year have had to change their project completely their finishing like, project their finishing project completely um and i i actually don't know what a lot of them are doing now because mm. they are they were just very confused and my teachers were 
said that everything had to just continue and they want us to graduate. They have given us another option to graduate a little bit later yeah, in, in August, but it's just like a month. And some people were hoping like, oh, maybe in August, then I can already like have my actors together and mm. go to a theater. But like, you can't. Do you still need to pay it then until August or are you supposed to? No, no, no. They, they're just letting some people uh, finish, finish in August. And then if you don't finish in August, then you have to repeat the, the mm. year. So you'll have to pay another year. No. You have any questions, Kat? No, I was just, I'm just thinking, it sounds like a lot of chaos. I mean, we've been talking about universities and, and Zuid, uh, about how they are coping with this lockdown and everything. Uh, but if I hear this story, and I'm just happy for you that you you already decided to do it on your own mostly, so then obviously you have a lot of space, I think, to move and change. But if I'm thinking about a student that wants to uh, organize a festival, because that's what uh, Ruby from uh, yeah. SRM was doing, uh, they were talking about, uh, well, we as well, because Ruby asked SRM to join no. in, yeah, in, in their end project. Um, and that's just something that is completely gone now. There's no, no other way to do that. Uh, and that is so much stress and so much, yeah, I just hope that Zuid has something to, to offer you because just putting that deadline a month or two later, I don't think that's really what a that's student needs. doesn't help. We are actually mm. going to talk about that in, uh, well, in the next blogs. Actually, we have three short recordings from yes. also your colleagues. Um, classmates and whatnot um they they actually mentioned the the hardship the, the hardships they yeah. are facing really going deep this episode <laughs> yeah well as with every episode so before we jump to this next block and recording of paula let's have a listen to the song it's gonna be yeah. i know this by rachel Kahn, i believe yeah. not very known artist but i love this song so we know this we know it <laughs> let's so listen to it about you've learned as well enjoy I know this, this I know, all that I have, all that is me resides inside my poetry and every time I write a rhyme it might be the line that sets mine free and also I know that I don't know shit and the more I know, the more I realize it. I know that for all the pain I've cried, there's the exact same balance of joy on the other side of that coin. Join with the thinnest slip of membrane. Same goes for crazy insane, truth and lie, answer and why, because I know this. This universe operates with a divine tug of war, teeter-totter, bringing order and balance like the tide does the water. Like I know that each wave rolls back to the sea Retreating from me into deep green eternity And I know that I am free Well, at least in my mind if I wanna be I know that some things sound good to me in theory But in point of fact suck ass in actual practice Like communism and pornography I know that it's impossible to really know where anyone is coming from So who are we to judge them? I know that some things are so dope they transcend their category and it's important to see the glory in the ordinary. Like I know that there's Nag Champa and then there's all other incense. I can't see putting Earl Grey up against any other tea. Lash out? It's not even on the same plane as other mascaras comparatively and I know that there's R&B and then there's Otis Redding. 
I know that most things are much greater than the sum of their parts and that that's the real definition of art. Like, brownies are good and so is whipped cream, but you put them together and it's this whole fucking chemical other thing. Like, Lennon and McCartney singing harmony, like, masturbating as compared to an orgy. I know that everything within this surface glimpse of reality is infinitely simple and perfectly complicated and I know that being jaded and over it is way overrated and that the colors of this world only seem faded in direct relation to the darkness with which your mind's eye is shaded and you made it that way and you can choose to change your vision's prismic range today and I know that you gotta help a friend who's down and I know that no matter where you end up you're still from your hometown And I know you gotta know how to listen to the sound of your own heartbeat in the dead quiet of night sometimes. And I know that can be so frightening, but I also know that the deepest darkness is always the most enlightening. And I know that fresh cold cantaloupe tastes like the perfect first kiss. And I know that Lao Tzu and Moses and Mohammed and Buddha and Jesus and all those dudes do some deep ass shit, but... I also know that we all hold the world's eternal truths in our heart's deepest pit. It's because I know that we are made of the same stuff as the sun and moon and far the star and all that we are is manifest energy and that we already have everything we could ever need if we could just begin to see clearly. And I know that the world will continue to spin and I know that the world will continue to spin and I know that one day you will let me in. And we will begin to love in a fashion I couldn't fathom existed. And we will laugh at the fact that we ever resisted this blissful togetherness. And the sex? Well, it'll be off the charts. Cause we'll both be super freaky, but we'll be fucking from the heart. Cause our loving will be a something where the whole is much greater than the sum of its parts. Cause we're artists after all. So what else would fate have us make besides art? And I know that outside of this space-time frame, we are one and the same. We're a part, not a part. So I know I can wait patiently for it to start. And far out I may seem to be, and maybe you see me as wacky. But baby, the fact be that I am a poet, and like all true poets do, I'm mainlining the spiraling spherical truth of the universe, turning it out and into lyrical wholeness. And I know this, and I know this, this I know, this I know. Welcome back, this is Student Radio Maastricht here on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. That was Rachel Kahn, I know this, love this hip-hop song here. Um, I'm Katinka, here together with Ralfa and Galisa. Hey, hey. Hey, and we're talking about um, art today and how our quarantine and lockdown and corona crisis is influencing the whole art scene and everything around it. And we have a few recordings again. So we're going to listen now to a recording of uh, Paula. And we asked her uh, as an art student, like, how does this crisis influence your art, but especially like your your student life now as an, as an art student. And um, let's hear what she has to say about that. I was just going to say that normally we do have to pay for things, mm-hmm. t- uh, for materials in the workshops. But still, it's a lot cheaper than what you can find anywhere else. Exactly. I mean... Without counting all the machinery, um, even for like special paper or printing on different t- 
textiles. It's yeah, it's really cheap, and oftentimes you can also use materials that someone else has used, like scraps, and then yeah, I mean you can even make a book or any artwork by just for free. I mean, but it's also difficult because we like our our course is very international. Mm-hmm. It's in English. And so the majority of our class is stuck in other countries right now. So even if we wanted to use the equipment, we can't because we can't cross the borders. Mm-hmm. You have to do something and it has to be really good. Like the grades are not going to change just because yeah. you don't have access to certain materials. Well, for me and Elena, it's going to be different because we had different projects. In my project, we were expected to make or not specifically expected, but it was really pushed that we make physical artworks and then we just take a picture in our bedroom and that would be like how we would show it to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really difficult. I mean, of course, you can think on your own and figure out how to make things out of household items. Yes, hello again, this is Rafa speaking, again, Um, and we are still on the topic of artists. Uh, For now we are talking about actual physical art, we are going to touch a bit more on musicians later. So it was quite interesting what Paula had to say, um, how we can see that in case of university, well the the Zoid, the, the art academy, um, a lot of the fees they pay are actually meant to provide them with facilities, right? Facilities, materials, access to workshops, to printers. Yeah. Uh, those are the essential things they need to, to work, you know? Space you need to, to work, but especially to finish your studies that you're paying a lot of money mm-hmm. for, especially as an international student. I think um, it's it's even more expensive to come here to study than the Dutch students. Um, yeah, I think kind of painful. Uh, Galisa, can you maybe add on to this? Is this the same situation that you're in right now? Um, so I'm basically finishing my studies. I have only about two months left. Uh, so What a time, huh? Yeah, but only two months left to pay, which is also kind of positive, mm-hmm. I guess, in a way. Um, How much are you guys paying? Um, it's like 2000 a year. Mm. But if you pay in uh, installments, it's a little bit more each month. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, I mean, it's affected me in the way that I rely on, uh, the, the printers, for example, and the Mm. scanners a lot because I draw, so I need to print the stuff to put them on the computer and stuff like that. And so I've had to buy a printer or like a scanner printer thing on top of that. And it's just really annoying because then I am paying every month and I'm like, but... And paying on top of it, right? Yeah, on top of it. And I have to buy paper in like the printing shop, which is much more expensive than what you could get at school. Because normally you guys had it provided during your thing, right? You have it provided either that or it's uh, very cheap mm-hmm. but like really cheap so it's it's nice um, and it, if not you have to rely on other things and also for example I wanted to make for my final project uh, t-shirts and stickers and things like that and that I can make in my school through the screen printing mar- workshop and all that stuff mm-hmm. and now I 
literally can't do it or I would have to maybe ask, I don't know, an online company to do it for me and that would just be like and very expensive. Have you guys heard anything from university regarding potential, I don't know, maybe lowering the fees or like having refunds for students that are struggling because nowadays they need to spend more money or uh, any response? When was the last time you actually were at had access to the typical facilities? Uh, when the lockdown started yeah like at the beginning of march i think mm. yeah and also like uh a, one coach of a of one of my classmates uh is allowed inside of the school so she actually went and got a camera for somebody okay that was a camera of the school so i mean now we have a camera kind of so we can like use the camera for mm -hmm. some things but yeah it's it's a camera like we i mean at least she she did that but but yeah you can't really um access the bigger stuff no i understand all. katinka you have some questions for yeah Elisa? well it's just not even close to what you actually need and i think that the especially for the students it's the, the most painful thing is that you're paying um well that's one thing but on the other hand like your art is not getting the justice that it should get we talked to um sophia in, in i think our third live the live stream about landlords yeah one of the first live yeah, streams so she studies at the rietveld academy and she was doing this art project about um housing and how people end up in the system and end up at you know basically homeless and on the streets but have to live at friends places which happens a lot even here in the netherlands never heard that one before yeah right <laughs> so but it is something that happens a lot and and she she did research about this for weeks um, I was one of the people that she talked to as well and she was very excited about this art project to get this story out and now their exhibition was going to be I think somewhere in April so she was halfway there and they they kind of changed it they looked at what do you have now already worked out and then what was your project and what research did you do and they gave a great for that but for her it was so sad because you talk to all these people you base your art on something right it's it's all, a lot of emotion in there a lot of research a lot of work and to not have that end project there and, and materials as well you know if yeah. you use inferior materials you're automatically damaging your art in a way you know? yeah it's just you're not getting the justice and i think especially for art students you had you have this idea and you know you know you can do this but not because of this crisis not being able to get that end project up to a level that it needs to be i think that's very yeah painful it, mm. it hurts a bit um yeah. yeah let's let's go into a song and then we have another recording uh, from a, from an artist, very excited about that. Um, the song that we're going to listen to now is Daniel Johnson, Story of an Artist. Listen up and I'll tell a story About an artist growing old some would try for fame and glory, others aren't so bold. Everyone and friends and family saying, hey, get a job. Why do you only do that only? you do we don't think anyone ever will it's 
a problem that you have And this problem's made you ill Listen up and I'll tell a story About an artist growing old Some would try for fame and glory Others aren't so bold walks alone Someone says behind his back He's got his gall to call himself that He doesn't even know where he's at The artist walks among the flowers Appreciating the sun He does this all his waking hours Is it really so wrong? They sit in front of their TV Saying, hey, this is fun And they laugh at the artist Saying he doesn't know how to have fun Best things in life are truly free. Singing birds and laughing bees. You got me wrong, says he. The sun don't shine in your TV. Listen up and I'll tell a story. About an artist growing old. Hello again, this is Gali in Student Radio Maastricht. Um, this was Daniel Johnston that sadly died last year in November, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but very sad song and very sad story. Yes, so. but very real. Mm-hmm. Hashtag deep. Very, very hashtag deep, very <laughs> on the point regarding our, like, our talk. Um, before we continue our discussion, we'll jump to another recording, this time from your classmate, Isabel. Yes. She's in... Uh, Where is she now? She's in Nottingham right in now. In Nottingham right now. So She's stuck there. She's with her family. So mm. Well, there could be they're good, yeah. worse environments to be stuck in. So let's listen what she has to say about how um, the quarantine affect, affects her creation process. And then we'll get back to this discussion. Hello, my name is Isabel. I'm in my third year of a degree called IARTS or Interdisciplinary Arts in Maastricht. And I'm supposed to be graduating in July. I've spent the whole year working on a project to graduate with. And that project has been writing and illustrating a children's book. And so obviously the pandemic has put a spanner in the works because I was supposed to create an event around now um, promoting the book but that obviously is not possible and I'm also trapped in England so I can't even do it in Maastricht but I've switched it to something online and digital uh, which is not ideal for me because I'm 
very tactile person, so doing something digital has kind of made it seem a little fake, like facile, but you know, you do what you gotta do. Um, so I'm gonna be doing an online Instagram, Instagram streaming live thing, a live Instagram session um, using Fashion Clash's Instagram and I'll be interviewing some sustainable designers there because the book is about, well, one of the themes within it is creating a more circular way of living, especially in terms of clothing. Um, so I'll be talking about that on the Instagram live and I will also be making little puppets <laughs> um, on the live stream that look like the characters in the book. So yeah, please tune in. Thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's such a weird world that we're living in, obviously. And I think it's so uh, amazing how Isabel puts that her art didn't change because obviously she as a person didn't change. She as an artist didn't really change. But the way that you have to present it to the world, there's so much that you cannot do anymore. Um, you know, art galleries are closed, museums are closed, everything, the universities are closed. Um, so you have to physical find, yeah, the physical world. spaces are closed and that takes away a lot from your art, but still being able to present it to the world and finding new possibilities in there. I think that's amazing. Um, Galisa, how is that for you with your, your art right now? Well, for me, uh, I'm doing an animation film right now and I was uh, supposedly going to do it digitally uh, on an Adobe program, basically. But uh, with being at home all the time, I'm basically looking at screens all day, like 24-7. And I think I just got so worked up about that that I started animating on paper to have a rest of the screen. So actually went back school, uh, like old school. I went completely old school, yeah. Um, but it's actually helped me a lot and I'm learning so much about animation, just going to the complete roots because the computer sometimes does things like that you don't really know what it's doing and it's like, oh, okay, it did it. Mm. And if you do it on paper, then you have to do everything yourself. And, if and you then make, you're like, I did it. Yeah, and if you make a mistake, you have to do it all over again. And so it's a, it's a really, uh, I think, beautiful to animate on paper and it's also like more um, me because it's my hand literally drawing mm -hmm. everything so it's actually really a nice experience that I chose to do it on paper. And did your creation process uh, change also like in terms of like how your schedule works do you see the difference like in how you were for example having where when you needed to go to school like put hours there and nowadays it's all at home? Yeah um, basically uh, my schedule completely shifted I do everything maybe at night but also I the the thing is that I don't really know when to stop and or when to start mm. so if I'm working on something I might work for like eight hours and not rest which is obviously not good no but I don't notice because I don't have anywhere to go or like the cafeteria or the school isn't closing so I just continue and continue and if I stop, if there's like a moment that I stop for a day, then it's really difficult to get on it again because you're just like such in the present and, I, and I'm and i not really organizing my time. I'm mm. just doing stuff. Katinka, you, you're yeah. an expert on organizing <laughs> schedules. Well, kind of. I think it's really, uh, which also aligns a lot with my, my coaching, obviously, it, it, the situation really gets us back to rely on ourselves. 
And this is something that we're not really used to. And it doesn't matter if you talk about an art student or any other student or just a person in life. And musicians as well. We are going to talk yeah. upon them later. Yeah, so in the live stream, we're going to talk with, with some musicians. Um, but I see there's a lot happening with the people, uh, well, around me, but I think everybody now, that we have to rely on ourselves. What can I do? Uh, because the whole world around us is not really there anymore. Not as easy as just walking out and walking into this bar or walking into the university or walking into a, a copy shop where you can just print your things. So you really have to look for what can I do to get my shit out there, um, which is, I think, a bit difficult, but also beautiful because it gets you to rely on yourself and also really discover what what do I have and what can I do personally, um, where, you know, discover your own greatness. I think that's really what's happening um, Yeah, I think it's amazing. It's a whole journey that we're on right now. It can be a bit overwhelming as well. Uh, Definitely, yeah. Galiza, um, this is going to be the next blog, actually, but we can start talking a bit about it as well, because we are talking about the limitations of physical spaces, like how the art doesn't get its justice nowadays, because you don't have access to this, that, and that. But there's also, in my opinion, some positives, right? Because if you would think of it, Before the quarantine, you would have your confined space. You would do, let's say, your art exhibition for IRs. You would have the 100 visitors during the day, 100 visitors from Maastricht. But nowadays, those 100 visitors are not there, but there's potential 7 billion visitors online, right? Do you yeah, see definitely. that? Yeah, um, definitely. For my uh, finishing um, project. Pro project, yeah, like we have to do a, an event, supposedly. Um, and now, uh, for example, I was going to be working with Lumiere and I was going to screen some uh, short films there and so on. And it was going to be, well, a physical event and mm. then maybe later, you know, drinks and whatever. And now, obviously, that's not possible. So I'm uh, doing a streaming mm -hmm. uh, of short films and I'm I'm actually reaching out to people that I wouldn't have reached out maybe before because they're going to be able to be present in the streaming because you can be from wherever you want. Because everyone is in the same situation. Exactly. Like everyone is confined, but everyone is free to, to join online. Yeah, it gives you the guts to reach out to the big fishes, right? Yeah. yeah. And they are more likely to join you as well. I mean, depends. But. I think people are in general more supportive of each other. Like normally, yeah, we have all these classes, like I'm, I'm already this big of an artist and you're just starting. And right now all those lines are kind of disappearing. So I can imagine that like a big artist is now way more compassion, compassionate? compassionate about your art as a finishing student and saying, yes, I want to support you, especially in this time and join your event. So Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that digital mm -hmm. event. Let's, let's uh, listen to another song. Do you want to? Do you, do you want to introduce it? Can I? Do you? Yes, I, I would love to introduce it. The okay. song is by Art District, I believe, and it's for my news. Yes. So it's very on the point when it talks about creation and art. Yes. So have a listen. <laughs> So we warm up first When we got a beat this tight The groove feels right Then we do what we can To never let the bubble burst Like a piece of peppermint Chewing gum on the tongue With pursed lips A goody gum drop Drips and drops Nice hips and hops From the ends of the toes And flip flops It flows non-stop Drop, 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 drop the hip-hop and blues 
blues, but a soul sings bebop. Follow no rules, and it feels so good like a less travel road in a yellow wood. And I'm in a mellow mood when my muse returns with the curves and turns into the intuition. A musician learns how a tradition burns like an apparition through the night. Keep the flame alight. speaking RTV Maastricht 107.5 with SRM on air. We are talking about artists in quarantine, about their issues they might have because of lack of, I don't know, access to reach not how the quarantine affects their creation process, how everything moves online. That's what we are going to talk about yeah. now. And the possibilities. The possibilities that it brings. Um, first of all, short excerpt from Elena, who's also yeah. an art student. Um, she did actually research on a lot of galleries and whatnot moving online these days. So let's see what she has to listen uh, say about this. Yeah. My name is Elena and I study in iArt Maastricht, interdisciplinary art. Like I definitely feel like it's way more difficult for me to focus on working um, on something uh, that I that I am doing for university. So I find myself um, a lot more engaged in my own personal projects and like what I want to make. So um, I think that everyone um, that I have talked to and also have seen on social media agrees that it's a little bit unfair specifically for people studying something related to art because we rely a lot on the stuff that is in the building like workshops and studios and equipment so um when 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 school is closed um we are deprived of a lot of the stuff that we are actually paying for mm -hmm. so it feels really um 
pretty unfair, yeah. And definitely, I think that museums are actually um, starting to... I mean, a lot of museums were already going on more online and stuff, but I think that right now a lot of platforms and institutions are re really realizing how uh, big the influence is online and also trying to very fast um, open up like online websites and stuff. Um, and I have started seeing... Um, I, have, I have already seen so many invites to visit online exhibitions galleries that i have wanted to visit are opening up um yeah just websites online exhibitions yeah. as well well that was an interesting point for her to raise like as we discussed um there's always possibilities um lack of access to physical space of our life creates opportunities in the digitalized world not just for artists, also for art galleries and whatnot. I just have to bring up the research that was released today by, I think, a professor from SBE in Maastricht. Um, apparently, almost 70% of globally uh, galleries, um, all the art spaces are facing difficulties with revenues, yeah. museums as well. Yeah. Um, so what does it bring? What does it mean for us nowadays? Yeah, I mean, it's a dig digitalization, right? We've been talking it, uh, talking about that I think overall our episodes, um, but now it, we just got pushed into it. So I think that was very interesting about Elena's research that they were doing this already. Uh, so they were researching like digital content and then the lockdown happened and now it, it yeah, all that's just... ironic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right? So, but in a way, I think also good for them that this is kind of an opportunity uh, as students, you know, because you're actually doing research on a topic that is very ongoing now. Uh, but that's that's just not what we see happening, but what we have to do, we have to go digital right now as arts people, as musicians, artists, and as musicians. Uh, you have to find your way online because there's no other way to get your content out there. Um, yeah, Let, let's go on to that. How is that? What, what's your opinion on this? Because obviously you're also studying, studying art, iArts um, and you're already digital a lot with your content opinions <laughs> um well i think it i guess it depends what medium you are in it always depends on that uh but what i'm seeing is on instagram uh illustrators especially and animators i guess um they're doing a lot of things like challenges for example um so each day you have to draw something and you put the hashtag and like for example somebody who has more followers than you will share it so it's kind of like actually sometimes an opportunity to get more visualization um digital visualization um but then there's also things that happen like artists will give free um classes um, or they will show their space or like what they're doing. So would you say there's a rise of people giving, uh, for example, free workshops nowadays to artists too, or? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very much about the support again, right? On the one hand, we all want to express ourselves and, and keep your, um, you know, show your content, show your art to the world. But right now we're also way more capable of supporting or capable i mean we've always been capable but now we want to support each other as well which is especially with your your project i think that you were talking about already um having the possibility to get these bigger 
people, the people with more followers also wanting to start these challenges or maybe join your challenge, even though you only have 250 followers. Is that something that you see happening as well? Um, yes, actually. Yeah, I mean, I reached out to some animators to join me and I actually got some responses of people that I, I was like, oh my God, like they're like... Normally you were just following them, yeah, right? Yeah, just, just following them. Out there. Yeah. Or a cool thing also is that, for example, there's this uh, clothes brand called Valfre and it's a woman and she makes drawings and they put the illustrations on the t-shirts and mm -hmm. it's fashion as well. Um, she made a live stream showing like her office and like how she does everything and like how she started. So, and I've seen this with more artists on Instagram actually. So making like lives and mm -hmm. just talking to the people because everyone has to be at home. And it's actually really nice to see it also as another artist or like trying trying person trying to be in that world because um, you just kind of become closer to them in a way. Um, it's, it's also about daring, right? Now you dare to approach these people. Maybe that's also because I see it with my little sister. She makes art. She, she had a concussion over a year ago and still recovering from that. But now she's making her art and she joined this um, competition, I think it is. Like you, you actually have to pay not a lot, like 20 euros or something to join it. And she's like, yeah, now I can do that because it doesn't really matter. It's not instantly that serious. It's more about the competition is about getting exposure to young artists and starting artists. And also you feeling able to, feeling able to join that and do that because there's not instantly that pressure of an art gallery of the whole society exactly. of everybody criticizing you it's just more people wanting to see what's out there and what are we trying to do mm -hmm. now i can see that like as a, as i keep saying ever since the quarantine started that like the this whole situation kind of leveled the playing ground because before that you had like the biggest artists in the biggest gallery to which you would never had access to right and yeah. nowadays like the galleries are all the same it's just like a bunch of pictures or videos online you know there's no no more of the well the prestige of the person is still there but you have the same opportunity Galiza? yeah the the thing is like the kind of downside i guess is that everyone is doing it at the same time it, it's oversaturated of yeah. course so now it's exactly. it's easier and it's harder at the same time right yeah. so Oh yeah, it's it's easy for now, and we'll see what it what it will do in the long run. It's opportunity the for everyone as well. Like they don't really care about can I sell this on short term for a lot of money, but more about what is there to show right now. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see what the future will bring. Like if like we are gonna finish it off in the next block. Um, before that, uh, Dutch song from yes. Announce yeah, it. I will announce it uh, from Kiteman's Hip Hop. The uh, song is "City Is Burning." So not let's see. yet. Yeah, Maybe not soon. yet, but it might be. So let's see what they have to say about that. Riots. <laughs> Toujours dans le même climat, on fait plus confiance à cet état. J'en ai marre de tout ça. La politique, ça 
kids for the bike For the many revolutionaries running through the night For the hood, for the hustlers, for the lost trust For the anti-violent souls getting nauseous City is burning for the glory of chaos and creativity For that freedom of epiphany Yo, the other night this kiddo defied me Lil Thug talking about Illuminati Yo, I said nobody's listening you ain't bringing arguments You talking about shit they doing in the parliament this very fucking town is the place where we should start again You ain't part of the system, you're still part of man I told them to watch your hand Make people understand that they're made for crap They're not made to break promised land Let it burn, let voices be heard Let the flickering flames of life spread the word Welcome back, this is Katinka here on SRM Live uh, SRM On Air uh, RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM You were just listening to Kiteman's Hip Hop Orchestra City is burning, even though there are some French in that song. It is a Dutch group. That was our Dutch song from this episode. Well, French like burning cities, so... Yeah, <laughs> apparently Hashtag they do. Revolution. I think Dutch people do as well, but secretly. Secretly. And that's a variety. Um, yeah, we're going to close up our episode today. We've been talking about uh, art, how the corona crisis or quarantine is influencing art, art students, and yeah, everything that we put out there that is art related. So yeah, for closing up this episode, let's just touch up on the digitalization and how do you think that that's going to continue after this quarantine if it's going to continue yeah if and how and Galiza what, what's your opinion what's your views on this your wishes do you think it's a good thing should it stay like that or is it going to go back to business as usual after everything opens um, I mean I just hope that nothing goes back to business as usual oh yeah well, but um, but I think that it could affect uh, positively Yes, sometimes, but because it has shown like there is opportunity for all those like uh, kickstart artists, right? Like that there is a platform there that they can use, which puts them on the same level as other artists, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I guess after seeing how the situation is, um, if it goes back or like once you have the the means to be higher than other people again, mm. um, yeah, I I really don't know how that's gonna turn out. I think it's just very. Um, blurry everything still for like, me, we're still like, like in yeah. the middle of it that's true like I'm, I, I'm just thinking like if for example museums would like open up like some online exhibitions from now on like that would be more accessible or yeah I, well. yeah I would hope so I mean I've seen it with with my uh, my, my business which is not art related but that there's bigger parties now that were open up, opened up to having my content having my workshops online mm-hmm. and they want to continue it on a lower scale but now finally they're open to it and i would sure hope that the museums that do the galleries online now for smaller artists as well um, will stay open for these smaller artists and starting artists after the quarantine um, i that mean would be something amazing like if for example yeah. like, they could stay open as like their big galleries but they could also have like their online version right for like the yeah. kickstarter and i think the only question is uh, is the money like mm. do they want to sacrifice this for them obviously small amount of money to to keep supporting these starting artists and starting businesses and starting musicians and starting painters and everything uh, i sure hope so i think we have to we have to wait and see mm-hmm. uh, i'm not super confident in it but i always hope for the best so it can start yeah. with a movement from people you know so Galiza? So I think like, uh, for example, cinemas and film festivals are making their content uh, more accessible and actually a lot of the times free. 
And I think that's awesome, but also I don't know how it will affect. Like, will anyone ever want to go to the cinema again? You yeah, know? exactly. Like, I mean, people will want to go well, to the cinema. Yes, but it's but already like not a great. Like, no, of course. What place. I'm thinking is more like, and when we were talking about people who are working, how nowadays like this whole situation opened up the possibilities for disabled people as well. You know, like it also means the same for them. In that case, you know, maybe you were unable to travel or like unable to access the location. And now, yeah, exactly. It just opens possibilities. So. Yeah. So they and also it opens possibilities, and they have they're researching them, like they're doing them. Mm -hmm. So now they can see what they can actually do. What can happen? Yeah. So, so there is maybe some positives coming. Yeah, we'll I see. hope so. Let's jump to cultural agenda, since like we, we've got to wrap it up soon. Um, what have we got there, Katinka? Yeah, well, first, um, Galicia, you have your call for animators because you have this project. So let's start with that. What do you want to say? Who are you looking for? What can we do for you? Um, anybody that has made like a short film that is like sci-fi related and an animation, Yeah, I want to make a streaming uh, of a collection of these uh, films, so... Is there any length required or uh, it just needs to be no, sci-fi? No, it short? just needs to be sci-fi mm -hmm. and maybe 2D animation, uh, preferably. Okay, and how But do yeah. the, those people get in touch with you? Through uh, your email, Facebook? Yeah, you can get in touch with me through my Instagram, that's at Galislas. Mm-hmm. We are gonna we are gonna write it like in the post about the episode. So okay. <laughs> if you're an animator out there, you like making science fiction shorts, animations, like get in touch with Kalisa. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I have a recommendation um, that I've been listening to uh, full time, and it's called it's a podcast called Welcome to Night Vale, and it started in 2012. So there's many many episodes that you can listen to, and it's about. It's like a news report of a city in the United States that doesn't exist. So it's like science fiction, basically. Well, it's to be honest, any really news nice. from US nowadays sound like science fiction. <laughs> True. So <laughs> the, the podcast is on the spot. It's maybe not that far off. <laughs> Anything else? No. <laughs> well, thank you for your suggestions. Um, Katinka, anything else on our cultural agenda? Um, yeah, well, as you know, I'm giving my workshop still. It's like a bit of per personal development, consciousness awareness workshops, different topics. Uh, and Does it work for artists as well? It works for everybody, artists, students, expats, uh, just people that want to discover new things in life. Uh, topics like boost your energy, uh, how to grow, um, find your happiness, stuff like that. And for every workshop, I have half of the spots for the workshop donation based because we know that a lot of people now are in financial difficulties. So I want this to be accessible for anybody. Um, so yeah, just um, check them out. We can we can mention them in the post as well, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I think easiest ways uh, at student life coaching with underscores. So that's to find uh, find me. And then for SRM, we have the Corona Cribs. Still, yeah. Yeah, still the so Corona Cribs. You should know about them. Check them out. Um, we have 10 episodes uploaded right now. Still looking for more people to share their experiences and stories. There's Support and Connect group on, in, on Facebook. Yeah, it's a Facebook group from Match Maastricht where you can just support each other, connect to each other, but also share anything that supports students, people in Maastricht, anything that you have that people uh, can use these days, you can share there. And uh, yeah, we're wrapping up now. We have a 
one other song and then we'll go in our live stream on Facebook. Yep, in five minutes, new yes. live, another live stream. This time we're going to talk with uh, actually other side of artists, so musicians. Yes, so one composer that is still studying uh, a cellist who is doing a lot of things online now. And mm -hmm. one of the things is you can order her concerts at mm -hmm. home no, so takeaway concerts so very interesting what she's been doing online and we have somebody from the Musikiterei to see what Ooh, they've been up to nice. and how this whole crisis is influencing them as well so uh, very interesting so for our last song I think it's a different one we're gonna end with a lot of energy it's French core something I personally love <laughs> Never yeah. had it. and luckily Hiralfa you allowed me to put in this song it's Dr. Peacock's Vive la Volta the Sefa remix yes well before we jump to that thank you RTV Maastricht thank you Code 043 thank you girls yes Katinka Galiza thank you for having me yeah thank you see you in five minutes on the live stream yes. and enjoy Dr. Peacock Viva la Volta yes Sefa remix <laughs> bye bye Op de kabel 107.5 in de Ether. Dit is Francis Dix met het Radio Nieuws. Nederlandse ziekenhuizen hebben meer dan 2 miljard euro minder omzet door de coronacrisis. En ze denken de komende jaren 3 miljard extra nodig te hebben vanwege de zorg voor coronapatiënten. Dat schrijft Ad Melkert, voorzitter van de Nederlandse Vereniging van Ziekenhuizen, aan een speciale Kamercommissie. Hij wil dat de ziekenhuizen volledig gecompenseerd worden... omdat er anders bezuinigingen moeten worden doorgevoerd die rampzalig zijn. Melkert vraagt de ministers Hoekstra en de Jonge... om